0: G'day and welcome to the Advanced Analytics Podcast. What could be a dangerous pod, we're just half an hour after the finish of the Eastern Conference semifinal. That's confusing because it's actually the quarterfinals of the NBA, but they call it the Eastern Conference semifinal because they're Americans and they're mad dogs. Um, uh, Between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the game was thrilling. These two guys are full of hot takes. I'm joined by my own brother. His name is Paul. Hello. And my ex brother, his name is JT. Hello, everyone. You guys are registered mad dogs. It's time for advanced analytics. If you don't like that, you don't like basketball. Almost said the name of the podcast, right? Okay, so guys, before we start, JT, you mentioned before that your voice was sounding weird. You said that might be because I've added a voice deepener feature.
1: Yeah. Do you guys? Are we? Can we do product plugs?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can.
1: Okay. So I bes- I recently got upsold on some Logitech headphones. Yeah. And they have a feature called Blue Voice. Now I wasn't using this feature, and I I was feeling like a real um a real sucker for buying this product <laughs> yeah. for a feature I would never use. So I thought I'd just mess around with it. So why don't why don't I just try out a couple now? I'll enable Blue Voice. Okay, right. So I'll go to the Pro. I'll go to the um, Voice Blue Voice presets.
2: Well, the volume really shot up there. Oh, shut up! Yeah, Blue Voice really like leveled it up. What about um, Broadcaster Two? Is that now? Yeah. Any takers? (laughs) It sounded pretty similar to Blue Voice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What about FM Station? Say something. Mm, FM Station. The, again, I reckon that sounds pretty similar.
1: What about TSM Chica and the Pro Broadcaster presets? <laughs> uh,
2: again, I'm struggling to differentiate. They all the sound exactly lines. the same, JT. Okay.
0: Well, I'm just disassessed. Um, You've say, been um, scammed, mate. You've been scammed. They saw you as mm. someone who has an amateur NBA podcast. They saw a sucker coming from a mile away.
1: Wow. Well, you can take that up with Logi- Logitech. You've been,
0: no, you can. It's no problem of mine. Um, well. But. Can, I can I just say, I request you can do any of those presets as they make zero difference. Maybe,
1: maybe the Zencaster, because Zencaster is very powerful software. So maybe it's overriding the Logitech G Hub. <laughs> Possibly.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, we, there's so much to talk about. Like since our last podcast, the world of the NBA has changed in every way from a thousand injuries to coaching scandals to coaching changes to. Uh, so many things, I can't even remember them all in my small brain. But we just watched Bucks, uh, the Bucks beat the, um, uh, the other team. And you guys well, are Basketball sucks
1: that. now. That's how,
0: <laughs> JT, that's how, that's st- how the
1: NBA has changed. It's, you it's so bad, it's unwatchable.
0: You said in the chat that you don't, you're not going to watch basketball again. Not if it's like that. It's horrible. What was wrong with it? The Bucks
1: are the worst. Uh, I, I, okay, so at the start of the playoffs, the one thing I didn't want to happen yeah. was the Nets to win. Right? Agreed, yes. But I would have a 100... Oh or the
0: Lakers. You do not want the Lakers either. No, I
1: wanted the Lakers to win. What? Because I had them on the un- the unofficial NBA picker.
0: Oh, yeah, me and you picked them in the picker, but I I picked them because I thought they were going to win. I didn't pick them because I, I yeah, wanted them to win. but
1: as I've previously mentioned, I hate the Lakers, but I, I hate LeBron haters more. Okay. So, but anyway... I would rather the Nets win the next hundred championships, guaranteed. Like, so it's everyone knows they're going to win, but they, everyone has to play through all the games, <laughs> than having to see the Bucks ever again. <laughs> they're so bad.
0: Okay, Paul, you you kind of agree with that sentiment.
2: Um, here's the thing: I sh- I should love the Bucks on paper, lovable team, but th- mm. they are so frustrating. Mm. Um, but I hated the Nets so much that. I was definitely rooting for the Bucks in that series.
0: Same here, same here. So I last last podcast, I mean, we went hard in on what a joke the Bucks were, and I think they're just was that there ju- was the last podcast just after Katie lit them up. You know, ha-
2: I think they were down two nil. Yeah,
0: yeah, that kind of disgrace, and then um, and then Kyrie. It, it was annoying that it took Kyrie getting injured before they even started playing. So the, the series has sw- shifted so many times; it's outrageous, and. Harden came back, so the team that had a a, a three three headed beast as their offensive juggernaut lost one and a half. They 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 become a one and a half star team, really, weren't they? With half of Harden and all of KD, obviously bawling his brains out. We've at least got to be um, reverential to KD for putting on a hell of a show, right?
1: And that's the, that's the worst part, right? Because. For me, KD is my favorite player to watch ever. Right?
0: Well, but, you just came out with huge. No, balls. but it's,
1: he's uh, honest. Always. of this is this. his
0: favorite player to watch ever?
1: KD. Oh Rob, no, sorry, not ever. Allen, Allen No, ever. Allen no. Iverson. Allen Iverson. Allen <laughs> Iverson.
0: elijah one. Larry but, uh, Bird. Nah, nah, Magic nah, nah. Johnson. But I don't
1: think I don't like claim. Pistol
0: Pete Maravich.
1: Well, I was a big '70s Hawks guy. We'll never, <laughs> but, now, uh, good best biography I've read actually is Pistol Pete's one. Wow. Not not auto. Uh, no KD in the modern era like the era that I've been watching basketball like full on so from about circa 2003 I mm-hmm. got on I was the first, on their first cab of the LeBron hype train yeah. but um KD is my favorite player to watch but just a really not a cool person to root for yeah whereas I'm yeah. with Paul the Bucks on paper should be the sort of team I'm absolutely standing. so I want them to win that series but it's like it's like a form of um uh like self harm
0: so i i i I totally agree with you i thought the bucks like it's so i've never seen a team like that's not a high school team just dribble into trouble and lose the ball so often but luckily and down the fourth quarter the the call seemed to be going their way or they're getting a foul but like
2: i thought at the end a few calls really went yeah like that 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 play they reviewed to see if it went off holiday or um you
0: mean I'm saying refing. they went the Bucks way that's what I'm saying
1: no I think that I th- I think I at the end the it went way. the bu- I think for the final five percent it's a classic NBA refs move right spend ninety five percent of the game trying to throw it to the big market team then right at the end try and balance things out
0: okay okay no I, I just don't agree with it I just believe riffing's hard and shit happens Paul but, so Paul you were furious with the riffing you, you yeah. were furious with the refing thinking it was rigged for the Nets. Yeah, so okay, okay. Drew Holiday oh, drove I, in. I, I assumed you were pissed.
2: The Griffin, one. Griffin just raked his arm, and it went out of bounds. And they reviewed it to see who it went off.
1: Yeah. And in the
2: review, you just see him just slap his arm. They can't review fouls, of, though, can they? Yeah, I know, but just call the foul. It's two free throws, and instead, the Bucks have two seconds to inbound the ball. And then I actually thought KD was trying to intentionally foul when he he ran out to um he ran out to Brook in the corner and and just two hand, just kind of not hard, but just. Just kind of pushed him and um and obviously Lopez didn't know what was going on because he, he then passed it and it's just like shoot the shot and you'll get three three throws. But
0: legendary moment from Lopez, we'll get to that soon. JT, you put your hand up.
2: He's muted.
0: JT, you've muted yourself.
2: Oh, maybe Jeez, I've yep. muted him.
0: That's so good. The mute button is next to the hand up button. Yeah, so you're <laughs> wanting to speak is right next to muting yourself. That's a great design feature right. of the Zencaster app.
1: Classic office gag. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So explain something to me. You guys are the experts. If,
0: We're not the. Stop right. calling us the experts. is so embarrassing. If um.
1: some, if an if a player with the ball on a drive, <laughs> smashes into someone on defence, and that defender, like either either one falls over, right? It is either a charge or a blocking foul. I cannot see how it's none. And whenever the nets did it, like people would end up on the ground, and it'd be like no foul. But how can it not be
0: one or the other? Yeah, I'll tell you how. Because sometimes both players are kind of running towards a vector. And, you know, like, if they're running straight at each other, it's black and white. But then when you're running on a diagonal, it's a bit, it's a bit gray. I but then why
1: did PJ Tucker get a get, – the one he got fouled out on was just running for the ball.
0: Okay, yeah, that was a
2: oh, – no, no, Refs that... make
0: bad calls. That was a bad the,
1: the,
2: call. The, foul the one out that one fouled one out one, I thought, was Blake Griffin putting both hands on his hips. And him going like that and trying to break the grip. Ah, uh,
1: right you were. No, you are right, Paul. Yeah,
2: and then um, he got fouled out. And I was like, I mean, it's at least, be a minimum, it's like a double foul and Griffin's out as well. But I don't know. So I, I, I'm going to say that I was rooting for the Bucks.
0: And the reason being is because you just see Middleton and he's got nothing going for him. His hair's what? receding. His Middleton. teeth are... Yeah, Middleton. I mean, he's
2: one of the best players in the NBA. No, he's not. He's got, basketball. he's got like,
0: weird teeth. He's got a huge alien head. He plays in Milwaukee, a town that racistly hates the color of his skin. And he is out there just... He's guarding the best player in the league. He's the only player on his team that can handle the ball without just slipping I, over.
1: I'd trade my life for Middleton's without... Like I'll just, I just—I don't even need to split second to think about he's,
0: it. Co- his coach is the ugliest man I've ever seen in
1: my life. Do, do you know what? Co- coach Buddenhoser would the, uh, give me the only fractional doubt about if you said I, I could—I could trade my life one for <laughs> one with like body swap with Chris Middleton. The only thing, the slight bit of doubt I'd have is having to look at Buddenhoser's face every couple of days.
0: Um, he's also got this to contend with. Like, I, I mean, I think Middleton is sloppy with the ball as well, and he often just drives into trouble and. It is hard. I mean, they, these guys. I, I always forget whenever I blame the players. I'm forgetting these guys played 52 minutes. That's there's going to be an NBA record.
1: And Middleton's it's, routinely picking up the best player. Like whenever Drew Holiday's not on, he's picking up KD. Well, in between him, PG
2: Tucker and and here's an idea. Yeah, an idea. Watching the game, no yeah, timeouts. <laughs> yeah, no Just timeouts. Play. Real no fouls either. No, no fouls. But timeouts, I think, are helping teams. uh, They're like stopping teams from having more depth because – when stars get in, uh, tired, they call timeouts rather than subbing them out.
0: What about um, reviews at the end? There, like Katie would literally during the review, will walk and have a sit down and come back. And don't, don't get me wrong, mm. you want the you want the stars in the court, but you're right, yeah.
2: Um, but the timeouts
1: but the, the, the NBA stated strategy is star driven, right? They're not like an eleventh
0: man driven league.
2: Yeah, but I think I, I think that's why the NBA is going down, is going <laughs> bad.
0: So people always complain. <laughs> people always complain about. Um, uh, Sorry, I was going to make a bad joke. The NBA is going down because of all its social justice worries. Sorry, I'll continue. Get what? Su- go broke. I support that. Can I just say I support the social justice messages of the NBA. Let's continue. Um. Uh, I always get annoyed by the timeouts, especially in the regular season. They should almost change the rules for the playoffs. Yeah, the no timeouts. Timeout. The end of the game. And, and like fans who don't like basketball, friends who don't like basketball will say, oh, it's annoying how the last three minutes of an NBA game takes 30 minutes. But like on games like tonight, where it's game seven, it's all on the line. That 30 minutes is like the best 30 minutes of your life. Like you're you can't get away. I was trying to hang up my watching and I just couldn't leave the screen because that was so compelling. And the other thing that I always hate, which was just unbelievable television um, today, was Giannis hitting free throws. The whole crowd chanting.
2: Mm. It was normal the moment me he catches it. I felt their seconds were too quick.
0: A bit too quick, yeah. Too and quick. it was throwing everyone off. One and weirdly, Two they wished they wished. It backfired so badly, didn't it? Because it made Giannis hit the free throws. And credit to Giannis. Like, I've hated on Giannis. I've criticized the Bucks. But I've got to give them credit. JC, can you not blatantly look at your watch while I'm trying to make a point? I was still listening. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you, Have you got somewhere to go? You've been bedridden no, with an ankle injury for two months. i got oh, a message it? from Dr. Joel. What?
1: <laughs> you got it, but that takes precedent.
0: Yeah. From Joel yeah, from the and soccer team. Yeah, what's what's Joel's message? Oh, I don't
1: know. I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> carry on. I was just I was just saying that. Did you not find the free throws um, a, a compelling? And what a story arc for at the at the biggest time for the most criticised player to hit them. That was special. And I was like, oh, why have I been so mean to these bucks? You know, they're lovable losers. Yes, yeah,
1: that that won me over as well, guy. Um, I like still find Giannis unwatchable, but. That, no, that he, he, he,
0: he made a baby hook over KD. He made that, Um, they ran a pick and roll, thank God. And he got that slash. He made some big plays. Yeah. But stretch. for
1: every big play, there's nine times where he tempts a size up dribble <laughs> and just gets like Blake Griffin. I'm sorry. is not a premier d- defender.
0: <laughs> he, he was today, man. <laughs> well, the other thing about Giannis that Giannis annoys me is his screens are so wide. His legs are so big on his screens and he sets them so casually that the guard, his own guard hits into his own screen. Because his body's so skinned, but his his feet are so big and it's yeah, I just it so, bets it's bad screens.
1: So speaking of his widen his width, I once read an article by a nutritionist talking about Branham Ingram bulking up. Mm. And they were like, What you don't understand is you can't just bulk up. The human body has limitations and when when certain people bulk up they lose a lot of speed and a lot of flexibility. Mm. Do you think that's why Giannis has no lateral quickness anymore?
0: Mm. Maybe. His his I can't believe how quick KD is. Like when he caught the ball there for that, um, to hit the game tying shot, I just could not believe he caught it and just spun and stepped on PJ Tucker. And I was just like, blink and you miss it. And you'd think, you'd expect that from a a fast guard, but from a guy who's seven foot, it just really is amazing. And Giannis, his forward quickness amazes me. When he takes those two steps, those Euro steps, that's amazing. But maybe, JJ, that could be a good theory.
1: What do you think the theory is behind Hoser, Like generally, what I don't, I don't want to say anything. But do you think that there is something wrong with him?
0: Sounds. <laughs> I guys, I don't want to say, guys, I don't want to be disparaging of Buttonhozer. He's had a great series. I don't want to say anything. No, uh, I didn't want to be ableist about him. Yeah. I, oh, oh, I, oh. So you weren't worried about offending Hoser. I think you are trying to be nice no, to Buttonhozer.
1: No, no. I think yeah. everyone's trying to be too nice to Buttonhozer, and, and it's quite. It's like a Uncle B- uh, a Weekend of Bernie style elephant in the room. Mm. He's not a lie. He's like not, he doesn't, he's not, he's not thinking in those games. Like something's going wrong.
0: It is funny. It is funny how um, bad those plays are. Like um, obviously the Brooke Lopez play where he didn't shoot it. And I mean, that could have been that's a Brooke Lopez brain fart. Like when you're a center, i being in that position. You're not expecting to catch the ball. You're just like, okay, I set a screen. And then I, I see if there's a rebound opportunity, but my main priority is getting back in the paint on D. That's like, you're. What, that's all that's going through your head and you're like some hero. Hit the, and then the ball gets past you and you're like, Oh shit, I'm the hero. What do I do now? It, it, it is weird. The professional didn't know to jack the ball up at that point. And the other play that was real suspect was um, uh, the Giannis shot to, uh, with one second left where they set Giannis 12 screens and got him a catch um, behind the backboard where he shot it. And I'm pretty sure he just hit the shot clock which is a pretty funny way to uh, make an attempt. I was like, why don't you give it to Chris Middleton, the, um, the fadeaway three-point specialist? But anyway, Paul, you got any,
2: any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, B- Budenholz is great great at getting good regular season records yeah. for, for his team, but come playoff time, he always seems to um, not look great.
1: But if you put the Bucks in the Western Conference, they're they're a 50-team a win. Like They're good, but they're not great. They're but getting I mean, a lot of like ch- a lot of chump wins.
0: Yeah, but I mean, any, this playoffs, everyone's getting a getting chump so, wins. Like, so oh, it's
1: crazy. On Lopez for a second, right? Let me just. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell Bud a little secret. You Bud has a seven foot guy on his team with <laughs> a tr- tr- with a true shooting percentage of over 600. Why Why do they refuse to like give Brook Lopez any plays on offense?
0: Hmm. So uh, he's I so thought- good. So here's a good observation I had that kind of ties into that. I didn't realize this beforehand, but I don't think, and I only scanned briefly, any player on the Bucks roster and the coach has any significant playoff experience besides the horrific playoff experiences they've had with the Bucs, aka the heartbreaking losses of last year, that was a shocker, and the year before, which was probably even worse.
1: Well, but it's the Hawks, there, right? All those Hawks
0: teams—they were all disasters. My point is, they've, this whole group has only been to disasters. They brought in Drew Holiday to see the ship. He—he—he he, he comes from the the Tankathon Sixes via the New Orleans Pelicans via missing a year because his wife was sick. I shouldn't have added that weird to you, so I don't know why I brought that up. He was a hell of a guy for doing that, and that's why I love Drew Holiday. My point is, the guy's got no experience either, and Brooke Lopez, especially, out there. That play where um Katie wrapped him up tie ball that was a, he's a seven footer in front of the hoop he's got the ball and he, he caught it and he, he travelled he he just took two steps towards KD and then had the ball ripped out of his hands it was a bizarre for a man that big and strong that close to the basket it was insane but my theory with that and the brain fart is that Brook Lopez who is a good regular season player was out of his comfort zone and um yeah choking a little bit
1: oh, I, I think, think... I... you go Paul um, no you go I was going to say I think there's uh, I think this is a way more systemic issue, right? It's because it's because they won't can't make Giannis play centre. if the if you're gonna if you're gonna play Lopez and Giannis at the same time, Giannis should be the guy out on the three point line. Get get the ball out of Giannis' hands and just get him under the hoop. And yep. get get Brooke spreading the floor. Yep.
2: Wait, what I, do you mean? Did you say Giannis should be the guy out on the three point no, line? No, no,
1: get Brooke Lopez out on the Yeah, right, right. Because right. he's a great yes. shooter.
2: Well that's that's what I don't understand is like so often Giannis will go for driving in and there'll be like three guys like nets in there defending. But like surely the plan should be if if Giannis is driving, everyone else stand on the three point line and Giannis just pass to whichever, you know, Drew, Chris, Brooke, and whoever the like uh, you know, um, Knaughton or whatever, and um, the they, shoot, they shoot they an open three. Like, I, I don't understand why there's so, it's always so Giannis much. Because Giannis can't congestion. pass
1: though, right? Like, that's what. Because right. I, I agree, I agree, Paul. Like, it makes no sense to me. If like, I think the the least effective play is the Giannis top of the key drive. Three guys that already drop back <laughs> bails yeah. out, can't dribble, so bails out with a flailing pass. But if you're gonna do that, at least have four guys on the perimeter.
0: I loved it when Connaughton, Paul's favorite player. Um, no. Connaughton. Paul called him Connaughton. Connaughton, <laughs> um, uh, a- about four minutes to go in the game and uh, uh, amazing steal. Um, great play by, um, uh, what's his name? Middleton, to um, to take the ball off Durant. He breaks down court, gets it stolen off him by Harden, who throws it up to court to Durant, who's got an open dunk. And Connaughton's like, I'm going to, Block Kevin Durant as the greatest player of all time and instead gets dunked on for a three-point play and I thought at that point Brooklyn had won the game and we all agree that the Bucks are losers guys but technically in this game they're actually winners and it is quite amazing that they did fight back a fourth quarter deficit. Holiday
2: came up big at the end man.
0: Holiday was good no but you give it to Middleton as well and also Giannis like Giannis did I think he got bailed out with a few maybe lucky calls and out of bounds and stuff, but man, he, oh, what about when um, they sent in the was it overtime or end of regulation? They sent um, Giannis to the free throw line, and he was looking very nervous. And uh, then they uh, overruled it and uh, made it a side out of bounds. And that just uh, that re- Giannis was so stoked; it was he breathed a sigh of relief.
1: Man, uh, do you think Bud and Hosea, if if you were just gonna co- if you made decisions like a, a, a robot, oh, an AI was making decisions purely on what's best for the team. Yeah. you'd fire Hoser right now, eh, and just take roll your dice with an assistant.
0: I think everyone everyone wants him fired. That's a group think. But, but um, do you think
1: Giannis loves him?
0: What's, like his, what's keeping him in power? There, there's definitely a picture of him, Giannis, and Middleton hugging, and I thought that was quite sweet.
1: Well, do you want? Uh, is it now a good time for my big theory of the week?
0: Wow, yeah. is this your big theory you told me about last night?
1: Yeah, I've got my big theory, and this might be this might be like ice tray cold. You know, like this could be everyone already knows this. I don't think half these teams honestly care that much about winning a championship. The most financial, the most financially, like if you're going to make, because you know what, it, it makes no difference, right? The day over, you might sell a few, a bit more merch, but the most financially uh, optimal thing to do is have a team that wins 70 games a year and gets at least to the second round. It doesn't really matter after that, you're actually better off just winning 70 games a year.
2: Wait, have many, do many teams win seventy games? Well, no. What, if you could, what I'm saying
1: is that's you're better off winning seventy games in the regular season than you are winning fifty a couple of years a championship than being shit
2: well, over I, um, a five year period. Isn't seventy games crazy? Crazy hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say fifty. Let's say sixty.
1: Let's say sixty okay. is like a good mark so, of no, a really good team.
2: The best team this year won fifty. Oh, I guess that's less. They played a shorter season. Yeah. Well, let's say 55. I'm happy with what? I'm happy with 55.
0: So I I, I disagree. Like you just look at like Tottenham Hotspur football team and you're like, man, if you don't have a trophy.
1: No, but this is different for NBA because Premier League clubs, if you're a big club, you you, you really are competing over top tier money. But the differences in sponsorships is quite big. Whereas in the NBA, if you're a small market team, the best thing you can do for sponsorships is just be re- always good,
0: yeah, okay. not boom and bust. Like the yeah, like trying and um, Portland Trailblazers, Indiana Pacers kind of vibe, exactly. And that kind of segues well into the Utah Jazz, which will be coming out very soon. But kind of say, I remember when the Raptors did win, they talked about them setting records for um, merchandise sales, but now I just realise. That it might just be a publicity stunt because they don't actually say how much money they did sell, but obviously millions of dollars worth, but it doesn't actually specify. It just says a record, but, a publicity but it also says the Raptors in 2001 were the biggest merchandise sales in Japan, which is quite amazing. And that like you'd never expect that and you'd kind of put that down to them winning a championship in 2019, right?
1: Yeah, I've got another hot take.
0: Yeah, hit us, man.
1: I don't think Giannis is a top 25 player.
0: Okay, you, he just scored 40 points in a game seven where he won. You've got to give him some credit. You can't just just—you've uh, challenge the capacity eight, of his coach. You can't just se- completely. Some, something has got to have gone slightly right here.
1: Seven, Dennis Rodman would have scored all those points. 75% of those points, any NBA player would score. Like if you transition dunks, maybe today was a little different. He was actually driving.
0: No, he is one of the best. Okay, or well, Pat Con- Connington, what Paul call him again? Pat Connington wouldn't have done it. That guy's horrific. His, I don't his, know. He's more, of a, he's more. He's more. He's more the floor for his shot blocking abilities. Down the clutch. Well, he's um, in the
1: twenty five percent that can't.
0: <laughs> um, but like, no, nah, no. Nah, Giannis is, uh, uh, is his offensive plays are amazing, and they. It was good on them for because I would have definitely, if I was the coach, I would have been like, give it to Middleton every time, or maybe Drew if Middleton stuck. But they went to Giannis in the clutch, and he did just enough to deliver. And I mean, that's mm. saying a lot. It is hard, especially. You've got to remember, 51 minutes. I know it's for the same for all of them, and Katie's marking them. He's also played 52. But, like, it's just unbelievable how hard this is and oh. what a high-level this is. So, I mean, every time I do criticize them for setting sloppy screens and stuff, you've oh. got to remember what a, a Game 7, this is a war of attrition.
1: What do you reckon that series score would have been if you had healthy Clay Thompson instead of Giannis? Uh, that's
0: a bizarre hypothetical. No, I'm saying, but I'm, I, I don't think Giannis... Guess. I think
1: yeah. Gian, if you can't shoot you can't dribble and you can't pass and you're yeah. not actually a premier defender Yeah, and you've, and you're playing with a defensive center as well. Exactly. Yeah. What is your value?
0: Yeah. I mean, what if you had um, Swaggy P instead of Pat Coddington? I don't know. Like you get any hypothetical guy. Here. I be think awesome. you'll say, what if Brooklyn was healthy? And the answer is probably Brooklyn would have won, but that's, this is the NBA baby.
1: Oh, well, I would challenge you guys to name me, tw- name me where Giannis would be in the top. Twenty. I'll accept twenty-five is a stretch, but I honestly believe there's twenty better
2: players. I disagree. He's he's pretty I good. Think he's, he's he's not tradition. He's not a traditional player. Like there's never really been a player like him, except maybe LeBron. Um, like before LeBron could shoot, uh, where he would just kind of bulldoze his way in and, and only score layups. But um, but like if you know if Harden could have, you know, if Harden could have played as well as as well as him today, you know, then then why didn't he?
0: Well Harden was because he was very injured. Um What do you uh, mean Harden was injured. Um well, why is he playing? Because they needed because their the their team is built around has only got three players and two of them got injured so one of them had to limp out there and yeah, steady the I, ship I a little bit. That. You don't buy that? You reckon yeah. Harden was good all good? Harden was clearly like out there like limping around he was really struggling
2: yeah right. have you okay. seen Harden
0: back when he used to play he used to score like 60 points a game
2: yeah to... on a on a different team and,
0: and he used to always get the ball at the... so you reckon okay this is too hot look we've already had JT's hot takes um question Harden was faking
2: no I just like what's he was playing
0: and he was very injured Paul you I don't think you've ever had an injury Paul but it sucks so much it makes you so much worse it's so hard when you're injured And when you can't rely on a body part. I don't even know what Harden's injury was.
2: James Harden has never been like speed or he's shooting and he's shooting free throws. No, he's also speed. He's also,
0: um, yeah, step back. slow-mo. No, the way he, the the way, yeah, it looks slow, but same with Luka Doncic. The way they push off their leg and stuff like that, that's speed. Like that's acceleration. It's just over a short period just because they don't make big bursts. But Harden's still like deathly like Yeah, you're taking the, I think you're a bit off with that one. Um, But. Guys, you're okay. letting Giannis off the hook. He's well, eight years Giannis, into his career.
2: Okay, let's look at this. Look, let's look at today. This podcast
0: game. is is revelling out of control. This is the only player gross. who was
2: better was Pat Connaughton, <laughs> who was a plus ten. <laughs> Giannis was a plus six. All the, and then third best is Jeff Green, plus two. Yeah, Everyone well, I can't. Else. I
1: can't argue with that.
2: <laughs> what? Actually, what a, no. A couple of the bucks were in, in positives.
0: What I'm excited about now is that the NBA has had one of the most diabolical playoffs of all time. LeBron James claimed he could see it coming. He just chose to not say anything until it happened. In which case, and then he said, "I knew this was going to happen," which is always classic. Like I knew every disaster was going to happen before it happened. But anyway, there were there were concerns about the shortened season. Why do not you say anything? Sure.
1: <laughs> You're you've got a lot of blood on your hands.
2: I <laughs> yeah. you say. Giannis today <laughs> scored forty points, <laughs> shooting sixty-two percent.
1: Yeah, but again, the, the low-value shots. I, I you t- if you put Bam, if, if you put again, Clay Thompson on there, what what would Clay do? We all hate Giannis,
0: but we've got to give him some credit. Let's end the debate there. We all hate him. No, no we don't, don't hate him. I don't hate him. I love him
1: as a person. Hate hate him for not developing any other skills. We're other all than very frustrated running by Running straight.
0: And, and let's be honest, if the Nets were healthy and he'd gone out in four games like he was going out, they weren't even healthy. Without Harden, they were going to do that with just Kyrie and Thing, basically, they were going to get smoked. And we would all be going, Giannis yeah, is a joke. He needs to get out the NBA. But this is how things happen. Injuries happen. Narratives change. The, the Nets were extremely hobbled. And now, this is amazing, because this team of lovable losers, this comedy team, which is the Bucks. The team that everyone has been just nonstop bullying is into the Eastern Conference Finals that they could very much win because on the other side of the bracket, we've got the Hawks, who are just happy to be there going into a Game 7, and the 76ers, who are in just as much disarray as the Bucks. Like, this is thrilling. More disarray. That's fascinating, right? Isn't it?
1: More more disarray. I think the Bucks... The The bugs always suck, just no one watches them during the regular season.
0: No, no, they they do well in the regular season. Yeah, and people do, yeah, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Like um, they, good, they win a lot. Of, anyway, anyway, let's switch switch to an even bigger shit show right now. Let's go to the other side of the bracket, and let's get, get over to yesterday's diabolical oh shambles, man. which just blew my mind. J JT, you're rubbing your hands. Look at you! You get beady little eyes lighting up. It's the Utah Jazz going down, getting, like, kind of, I don't know what you call it, because like, they went up 2-0. They lost four games in a row in heartbreaking fashion to a team that in the last two games didn't even have their undeniably best player in Kawhi Leonard. The LA Clippers go through. JT, hit me with some hot takes.
1: Okay. There's two, there's two tiers of, of star in the NBA, right? And there is basically, there is no... The what's the word, word, like the curtain's falling down, everyone sees it for what it is now, right? It's 72 games of just trying to protect, of load management and protecting your stars, and then it's just roll out your best small ball five. And if if you've paid a big man that has no offensive game a max money, you are fucked in the head. And all I'm going to say is, Paul said on this podcast, the secret to winning a game is just (laughs) have five shooters on the court. Right, that's what all the Clippers do, and that's it's pretty simple, right? Get go, bear off or lose.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that simple. But to beat the Jazz, it, unfortunately for the Jazz fans, it is it does look that simple. Yeah, Paul, you're on chip in. JT has thrown you some big compliments your way.
2: I, uh, I yeah, I mean, Terence Man. Man, unreal! What a
0: player! What a man! <laughs> I
2: um, I I had a feeling that I'd I'd scouted him highly in the 2019 draft, and I went back and found the doc, and next to him it just said no clue, um. So I can't <laughs> take any credit, um. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was I thought I thought it was moving watching the video of him come back to the. I like, I hate the Clippers, but um, just any time like a guy kind of surprises and and walks in into the dressing room and everyone's going nuts. And oh, we all and love a good walk into the there. dressing room and everyone. He going nuts. He looks so goofy though. as well. How old? He, he must be young. He looks so goofy. <laughs>
0: the only way to make that video better it would be if um, a military, an ex-military person was reunited with his dog or child in the changing room at the same time. That'd be really perfect.
1: Is anyone being uh, won back over by Paul George? Nah. I right. never
0: forget. I never forget with KD and, I, and part of me was like, KD deserves this for his bullshit career moves. Through his career, he's a great player, but man, he's done some shit. And poor George mm. deserves all the bullying he's get. And people are like, this is for the haters. No one's ever said that poor KD is a bad player. People have said he's a choker and and mocked him for naming himself playoff P, especially when he's not proven in the playoffs. Mm. But the reason people hate him is because he forced his way out of Indiana and then signed with Oklahoma and goes, This is my home, and then signed a four-year contract, and then forced his way out of there. And he's just like, he's he's doing he's like the he's like the poor man's KD. Going around the the NBA stirring up apathy. He's a great player, and I I, I enjoyed watching them win. But um, I don't I don't I'm not a fan of him now.
2: Yeah, I just find him very unlikable. Um, it's more like the off court stuff. <laughs> JT looks heartbroken. He's there. He's got his leg poor up in George. a cast. He's got no
0: joy in his life, and he's like, "What about poor George?" Have nah, I like- had
1: poor George too, but I just liked his his um, self awareness in his post game interview.
0: I didn't see it. What'd he say?
1: He's just like, Kawhi's the best player, but, you know, he's still the best player.
0: No, the the guy did put it in his mouth. I I think the post-game interviews are bad. I think they need to ask them, like, literally, how does it feel? I know that's like a cliche joke. I used to literally ask that in celebrity interviews as a joke. Like, without any context, I'd just sit down with people and just go, how does it feel? And they're like, how does, how's what feel? But like, in that moment with Giannis, they always, at the post-game today, he just won game seven he must be so relieved. He's played 52 minutes. And they ask him, they go, hey, you said KD is the best player in the world. What do you say about that now? And he goes, I still say KD is the best player in the world. Full credit to him. And it immediately becomes boring and serious. They do the exact same thing with Paul George. They go, you said that Kawhi was the MVP of your team. And he goes, yeah, I agree with that. You know, like it just creates a boring answer and they put it in the, his mouth, something he's already said. I was disappointed by that.
1: Right. What, was Thanas, what was Thanas on the court? In oh, quarter one,
2: so the it's just reminded from me Avengers. Um, <laughs> Inc. What's his name? Th- Thanasis. Or... Thanasis.
1: Thanas- but well, why yeah. was he? Why was he on the court? Wait, wait, like wait,
2: pure... When was he on the court? The first quarter. You mean oh, for sh- the Bucks? Oh.
0: Yeah, for the Bucks. Was JT, just like a pure hype move. We're not talking about the Bucks anymore. <laughs> oh, we're moved sorry. across to no, the Utah sorry. Jazz, your sorry. other most hated team, and this is your chance to blow okay. up. Okay, I'm going to blow up. Is this my chance? Okay.
1: Why do you think? So, okay, going back to my point earlier. I saw an interview with a quote from Rudy Gobert where he was like, oh, you know, if if I didn't protect the paint, they would have got layups. And if I try and close out, they get three-pointers. Mm. But it's like, again, just get Rudy Gobert off. So why do you think Quinn Snyder, do you think that, like, those coaches and small market teams can't remove max players from the court? Because. Mm. Well, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he do it? Quinn Snyder seems like a good coach. It's a
0: br- it's a brave move, but it's weird that he didn't try and just change things up. And people are like, yeah, it's true that he was he was reacting to the terrible Jazz perimeter defense. Mitchell, who's a little bit injured as well, just four, getting four. Blow, giving up straight line drives. Um, I'm not even so, trying. So the big has to step across, which is him, and then it's a stretched team, five out they kick to the three point shooter and the three point shooter well, has an open three point look
1: well so that was my question right my i was wondering because the jazz looked awful as well across the board def- defensively uh, yeah. but but i was wondering whether part of the reason to keep gobert on there is because Mitchell didn't even look like he was like even trying to pretend to play defense and it just dri-
0: drove me i think i think he was injured as well like, i do think he was hurt and he's yeah. he's their entire offense you got to remember the other entire offense is mike conley who's also beat up and throwing turnovers. But, but so here, hard. but
1: here's my challenge for this, right? Because yeah. I always hear this, like the reason that the best defensive player doesn't play defense like Kawhi doesn't a lot of times, even though they're good defenders, is to save yeah. their energy. But rather than have Donovan at his 100 offensive energy and zero defensive, just be like 75% and 25%. Because there are plenty of people on the Jazz can shoot.
0: Yeah, it's it's offense Yikes. is hard. I mean, defense I, um, is hard. It's all hard. So
2: so famously my favorite basketball stat is is plus minus <laughs> and I was I was just looking at the, the elimination game yesterday uh the jazz jazz went out in thinking that maybe Rudy Gobiers was like deceptively good minus 24 worst mm. in the game poor yeah.
0: but can we just look at this for a second because
2: 24 mm. yeah they lost by bad. 24 when he was out there
0: yeah so so but let's just look at this for a second because so they drove at they drove at the rim. Rudy Gobert has to guard that, but he's guarding a perimeter player and so they kicked the perimeter player or someone another perimeter player and then goes to another they had it open. Th- they have an open 3, right? And they basically did bank on Terrence Mann, a guy let's be one of us, not we had barely talked about or heard about before this game. They banked on him not shooting 70 or 80% from 3 and somehow he shot eighty percent from three, and the Jazz still should have won the game, but he he just shot him, and uh, who else shot amazing from three? Patrick Beverly just shot unbelievable from three, hitting hand in the face fadeaway threes. Like you've got to admit that the Clippers did have tremendous luck, and the Utah Jazz had very bad luck. It was like a reverse Houston strong Rockets. Dis- from strong years disagree, ago.
1: and here's my here's my strong disagree. Man was a forty percent shooter throughout the, throughout the season, right? He
2: shot eighty percent. No, yes, but 40, 40, he's forty percent from the season
1: um, with and the
2: defenders he, on him. Exactly. No. So I'm not an NBA professional. No, no, I'm,
1: I'm not a head coach <laughs> for an NBA team. But yeah. I might, I might like look at basketball reference. Just be like, hey, can this guy hit three pointers at all? Maybe mm. I shouldn't just leave him open. And second point, if, if your logic of keep, keeping Rudy Gobert out there is to stop layups,
0: well, he didn't stop any layups, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that was it. Was it? Honestly, was you, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to defend Quinn Snyder, right? Shocking, especially when the, when the guy hits three threes in a row because he was. He, I think he was seven from seven at one point. You've got to, at some point, go. We've got to change what we're doing here, guys. It's not working. We're making Terrence Mann look like goddamn James Harden, according to me, not according to Paul. And you've got to change something. However, Reggie Jackson is an established bad basketball player, right? He was okay in OKC. And he went to um, uh, Detroit and he proved that he was bad at basketball. Since then, he's been a mean player who's traveled around accumulating more and more accessories to his body as he just looks like an absolute joke of a player who shouldn't be on the court in the NBA playoffs. And somehow, due to extreme injuries that LeBron James predicted, he got on the court and led the team to victory. And JT, you're giving me a thumbs down here. You're a big fan you, you've been you've been a huge fan of this guy for years, have
2: you? He's muted himself. Love Reggie, absolutely love Reggie Jackson.
1: Jackson. Love his swagger, love his big goggles. Yeah, I'm I'm here for him.
0: No, 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 no. I I like Reggie Jackson, but I'm just saying he's not good. And neither is Patrick Beverly. He he got played off the court in the playoffs, and has somehow played his way back on, and is, is a genius now of basketball. And I guess I, here's an interesting point: Have we got to a place now where NBA teams are like? racing cars where you like change huge parts of the vehicle depending on games and playoff series and it's like yeah Rajon Rondo plays in in round one and then in round two he's just in street clothes because you just don't need him because he's not useful and every player has to know that like Rudy Gobert yes you're gonna be great in in, in 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 round one round two you you're street clothes because we're playing the Clippers round three we're playing the Suns eight in you're back in kind of thing you know
1: yeah, I think that's exactly where we are. at And why the Clippers have such a deep roster, and that's why I was so confident that they'd get through.
0: But I mean, every team wants a deep roster. The Clippers have a a deep roster because they've we... got the richest owner. Yeah, Paul. you know, but there's still salary what... cap. Yeah, but but the salary cap is very flexible depending on what your r- sure. what you're allowed to pay. Like the 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 the, the Morky Bucks are about two players short because their their owners aren't as rich. Sorry, um,
2: to Paul, you get in there. All I'm saying is I- Get rid of timeouts. I want depth <laughs> yeah. to be rewarded. I want to see five man subs mm. and like 10 subbing style. out, yeah, subbing out five players to then have essentially a timeout chat with them while the other five guys are playing. Mm. It'd be cool.
1: Matt, I was just about to come in with a real was saying Royce O'Neal was the tallest man on the court. He should have played center, but according to Basketball Reference, he's only six foot four.
2: Yeah, Royce O'Neal sure. is not tall, is he? Oh man!
1: Do you know his nickname's Big Meal? <laughs> I,
0: I saw, I saw, I saw Chris Middleton hugging. It's hard to tell height, say like when Chris Middleton was hugging KD at the end of the game. I was like, he almost looked as tall as KD. I just couldn't. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of fakes out there. I thought the same. Chris Middleton looks like a good six ten to me, and he's trying to masquerade as six foot six. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of fakers the other way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Chris Middleton's who I'm rooting for in these playoffs now. i also rooting for Trey Young as well. Um, so I throw you guys this. And Katie, uh, uh, J- JT, I've already heard some crazy answers from you, so I'll keep on going. With everything that's fallen the way it has, the injuries fallen the way they have, and um, Chris Paul, you know he's out for game one of the Western Conference Finals. Who are we picking to win now? Because it's really all the favorites are kind of off the table a little bit, right? Who's the favorite? Bright future, Suns. Suns. Okay, JT. I've asked you this three times in those three days. You've seen a different answer every time. Now, nah, I think the Clippers. I think, hand on heart, if I,
1: if I was a betting man, which I am, I bet on the Suns. <laughs> <Sons>, but uh, <laughs> I have a bad feeling the Clippers are going to win.
0: What, why would that be bad though? If they don't have I hate Kawhi, the I hate the is
1: Clippers. Hate. Is
0: Are you anticipating that Kawhi is going to come back?
1: No, I think I think that um,
0: if that team won with with. You just told me how much you love Paul George. If no, they team won with that Paul roster, George. that would be like one of the most amazing stories. Their best player going out and then winning. That'd be amazing. Nah,
1: I hate any, I hate LA teams, full stop. But here's my conspiracy theory about um, Leonard. Uh,
0: Clippers and LA team though, I think LA kind of hates them, don't they?
1: Well, good. Well, they're still in LA. I mean, it's in their name. Oh, yeah. LA Clippers. Yeah. But uh, here's my conspiracy theory. I think Leonard's injury is one that he could play on but you know how he's famously and rightfully so resistant or like very protective of his health. I think he's like, I could play, you know, like the doctor's like, you could play. And he's saying, I'm not. That's why the Clippers are like, so cagey about what it is.
0: Ooh, that's a spicy, spicy take. Do you have any evidence or reason to make that? Or have you just made that up in your head?
1: Nah, just conjecture, I guess. (laughs) Why wouldn't they say what the injury is otherwise though?
0: Um, I don't know. I'm really interested in injury, like tactics. Like, you know how, like, um, uh, straight away, um, uh, Kyrie, when he got injured, was ruled out? And I was like, but a lot of teams normally, and I feel like Doc Rivers does this, like, they save it till like, an hour before tip-off to announce whether a players in or out to keep the other team having to prep for, like, a whole bunch of different lineups and stars and stuff like that. And I was just like, is it better to straight away announce your star's gone and you're playing a week in, to change the narrative, to make you guys the underdog to punch up, or is it better to surprise them um, closer to the time? I'm, I'm always fascinated I, by that.
2: I would say surprise, surely. Hmm. I always think, um, do you have to even announce who's who's starting? <laughs> because I always think like it'd be great to just wheel out a really bizarre opening, starting five, just for like the first minute even, just to yeah. just kind of bamboozle.
0: Well, a lot um, of pla- yeah, a lot of players do that, right? They call it the Keith Bogans, where you you put out a centre... And he runs up and down for the first three plays, and then you sub him out, and he gets a a one minute played, a zero 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 on the stat sheet.
1: Yeah, isn't the Bogans just starting someone that's not good, but you just give them the starters role?
0: Yeah, I can't, I I can never figure out why that. Do you know why that exists? I, I, I think I think it's, liter- it's I think it's literally
1: because a guy called Keith Bogans, they did, was the first big net, na- well, first. No, but like,
0: why, remember. why, why do you bother doing that?
1: It's like a, I always thought it was like a player management thing. Hmm. But uh, but to your point, I would always be like, surely they'd be smart enough to be like, oh, I'm just getting the Keith Bogans treatment. <laughs> uh, do you think there's ever been, Speaking of injury management, say what you will about Paul Pierce, I'm a huge supporter, but nothing, uh, injury management wise, nothing will ever beat the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Wonker, he just willy Willie his boat way back in. Sure, he's yeah. a legend for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and the the rumor is that he <laughs> went to the. He went to the bathroom. He, he needed to go to the toilet, right? It's less of a rumor and more
1: something that he admitted on national TV, right?
0: <laughs> can I? I mean, uh, this is real old news and something bad to like elaborate on. But, like, I can understand where he's coming from. Have you ever needed to go to the bathroom real bad and walking or running makes it worse? Oh, and, in his, and in his job, he has to walk or run professionally all the time. And so he has to run a few plays. He's like, oh, I can't sub out now. This is key but then eventually he's like, I'm going to explode here. I got white uniforms. This is a bad situation. You're a professional basketball player. There's millions of employees there. Uh, call for a wheelchair. It's a good, I think that was a good decision. Yeah, I support it. And oh, I support yeah. even better admitting right. it. <laughs> you support admitting it even more. Um. Okay. Uh, I still can't
2: believe he got fired for doing something that was fully illegal.
1: Oh, that's it's a travesty. He's fully street legal. Yes.
0: Oh, I can believe he got fired. He was bad at his job. Like, Jerica, let's not forget that. Jerica, yeah, but that's not ESPN, what he got fired for.
1: Do you think ESPN might have mentioned, like, just um, said, oh, hey, Paul, um, obviously we can't fire you for what you doing in your own time, but I just want to tell you about this completely unrelated drug test we have
0: coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, a, as we know, and, and drugs are such a key part of this, it's, like, one of the reasons marijuana is so controversial, right, is because it's used by police as a way to... They want to search people's house, but they've got no reason to. So you just say marijuana, and so many people in New Zealand have marijuana, that's how you get into someone's house. And that's why one of the reasons you want to legalize it, so the police can't illegally search people's house using that weird loophole. And um I can't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> what P- talking about? Oh, because uh, you yeah. got fired. Oh yeah. When you want to fire someone, um you it's hard to fire someone, so you need to a reason but and not so- in America. Oh, is it easy to fire someone in America? Oh, incredibly easy. I was just like, if if someone who was valuable to them, say Jalen Rose or like a key a key member of one of the key shows, had done Did the we, same thing, they'd probably suspend them for a month.
2: Do you need a reason to fire someone in New Zealand?
0: You do. Yeah, it's quite hard. But you've but... fired a bunch of times just for being bad. <laughs> I don't think you've ever been fired, Paul. I think you've been like you are on contract work, I think, and they didn't renew your contract or something.
2: Right. I feel like I got fired. That's
0: like. dodgy too, though. A- especially in TV. People get hired on contracts even though they're full-time employees. Like that's the company I work for, um, T V three, I shouldn't say that. We'll beep that out. We won't beep that out. Um, is you know, has done that in the past. Um, a lot of uh a lot of uh yeah. Anyway,
2: um, Paul. Um. What. What. What sort of uh, stuff have you been fired for? I really want oh, to know. Oh, I worked for this ice cream company. Yeah. Um. So it was a dairy-free ice cream. Tip no, top. it wasn't streets. No. Um. You did not need free. to shoot yourself at it. One day no. And, Were you the guy uh, who made is... up
0: the racist Eskimo pies? That was that was your idea, was it?
2: No. <laughs> this was years ago, and I um. I was pr- I was pretty bad at the job. My heart wasn't in it. In fairness, it was a very boring job. I I basically went around supermarkets and checked the like testing the ice of cream the, of the ice cream. No, and tried to make sure make sure it looked nice and tried <laughs> to make them order some more, which I was really bad at because I didn't want to talk to anyone at the supermarket. A, merchandise,
1: a merchandiser.
2: Yeah, I was um, a merchandiser, and I also would go around supermarkets, set up a little table, and give out tasters of the ice cream. Oh my god, you'd be bad at that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I was bad, but there were so many funny times where, like, you'd be like explaining the ice cream, and someone because people were really keen to try it. Like everyone wanted some free ice cream. Free ice
0: cream, yeah, good point.
2: Occasionally, you'd get someone just go like try it and just be like, oh, yuck, (laughs) yuck, and you just had to be like, oh, sorry, and you're like, that's (laughs) disgusting, and you'd be like, yeah, sorry, (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) See ya. Um, but, um... Oh, I thought they were doing a prank to get some more. But no, they no. actually
0: found it disgusting. What yeah, sort of no. flavor? What, sort of fla- what flavor no. was that yeah. bad? Yeah,
1: let me ask you something. It, <laughs> 99% of the people on this earth have, especially in New Zealand, would let have a Let me ask yourself something. Would have, would have a, I'm getting to the question. Would have a concept of ice cream, right? So yes. if if you are approaching an ice cream provider, yes. like so how wild are these flavors, right? Because yes, most people what... are approaching you would have a concept of what they're getting.
2: Yes. Here's the thing so it was dairy free ice cream and i think that was people were no but here's the thing it tasted good so it was made with coconut uh coconut instead oh. of milk like coconut milk i guess um uh, instead of cow milk and um but the flavors there was only 3 flavors and it was chocolate strawberry uh, sorry chocolate vanilla And what was the third flavor? You're really flirting
0: close with uh, revealing which company you're working for. Paul, Paul? do you
1: think it's possible that... um, A three-flavor ice
0: cream
2: company. I mean, it's fine. can't be many of those.
1: Do you think it's possible Fonterra hires, um, like, anti-merchandisers to go around (laughs) eating non-dairy ice cream, but, oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: probably. Paul, I'm
0: really really interested in the idea of you trying to upsell uh, dairy or supermarket on buying some more of their product. Let's just do a bit of a role play here. JT, yep. you're a uh, you're an owner of a um a, a small supermarket. Okay, well, um, but,
1: well, I need to know what supermarket to get character. I just remembered no, the third
2: flavor, guys, was okay. banana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've remembered you banana. Now. Is okay. it a
2: posh, Yeah, it's fine. They, I got fired unfairly <laughs> for Take no reason.
0: Two? Okay, okay. No, No. You. it's a four square. It's, okay. it's it's the it's the it's the uh, Foursquare. Okay? okay, I got this. You're there. You're working there. And okay. Paul, you've come ding in. Ding dong,
2: mm-hmm. ding dong. Hi, Matt. I... Welcome. So to my... Am I merchandising or am I giving away free tasters? <laughs>
1: you're merchandising. <laughs> oh. you're, you're trying to upsell me. Ding dong. Okay. Oh, hi there, sir. Welcome to Matamata Foursquare.
2: So is this? Am I doing like what I should have done or what I would do?
1: Are you a Hobbit fan, <laughs> sir?
2: I love the Hobbit. <laughs>
0: Jaxie is selling Paul with Paul. Paul, you got to say hi. I'm Paul, and uh,
2: where are you from? Okay, hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> I, I I work for uh, what at the time was called Nice Cream.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> real
2: yeah,
1: I'm interested.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. What so <laughs> I notice. Um. So you sell our product. Um, I was just wondering if if you've got enough or if you need to order more. Like I, I can take orders. I saw there's only two left in the freezer.
1: Well, um, Paul, the problem is every so every third or so customer, as this guy comes in. It's always the same guy, and he he try he looks at one and loudly goes, "Oh, disgusting!" And that's making me question. Whether I should be stocking these ice creams at all, or should like, I? He actually told, tells me to talk, call them not ice creams, but fake coconut shit. That's right. what this guy says. Yeah. I
2: mean, I, that's just if it's the same guy, it just <laughs> seems like one guy's opinion, and it seems kind of suspicious that he keeps coming in to try it. Um, okay,
1: I'm sold.
2: Okay, I'll good. buy. A, I'll buy a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. See, <laughs> I was good at it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're too good. They that had was... to fire you. That was charming. Yeah, that was
1: absolutely,
2: yeah. Possibly they couldn't um, keep up with the demands of how much ice cream, so they had to. But I think the main reason was I asked for quite a bit of time off because I was going on a trip. <laughs> so you didn't get fired. You just had to be replaced because you were actually, you turns out you were leaving them, if anything. No, nah, I got called into, so they hired this new woman and I got called into the house. And she, she was like, um, she was like, you <laughs> we got to let you go. <laughs> yeah. that's so they replaced fine. you.
0: Yeah, no, no, she
2: wasn't she wasn't taking my position. She was hired as like a new kind of manager person.
0: Hmm. And her first job was getting run like in the company and that I didn't like her vibe at all. Was Paul. Um guys, we're getting to the home stretch now. Hot takes, NBA opinions, so much has happened. Can I briefly weigh in on rumors and they might not be true that Zion is trying to like less than 90 games into his NBA career with the Pelicans is already trying to force his way out of New Orleans. And can I say, while this is devastating news for the NBA, I can't really blame him. Like the Pelicans are a famously badly run franchise and it's a small market. And I mean, it's a shame for small markets and I, I root for small markets, but they're a small market. That's also got bad ownership, bad stadium, bad facilities, Tiny fan base, bad uniforms, poor colorway—they got nothing going for them, really. Besides Zion, you can understand why he'd want to take his talents to New York City, where he'd probably instantly become five to ten times more marketable. Um, I don't know if anyone else has got an opinion. Go, on he'd that. go to
1: New York. He'd go to New York, where he'd be just a slightly better of Julius Randle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, um, nah, he would be the king of New York. Like, let's be honest. Oh, I guess, I guess, Katie's there now, but but still, and we've seen from this playoffs, like. New York really cares about the Knicks still way over the Nets. And the Nets will have to win three championships before they're even in the conversation. And even then, they won't be the team.
2: Um, that, that annoyed me seeing all these Nets fans going crazy there. I went to like like two seasons ago. I was going to like every second home Nets I reckon you're
0: the Nets' biggest fan. You and are. And
2: those guys were not there. There was a small group of actual fans who would like try and do some chance. Yeah. But I don't know who those fans are.
0: A lot lot of tourists go to Brooklyn because they're like quarter the price of Knicks games. Yeah, well, that's Um, where I was going. Ronnie Cheng seems to be, I mean, he goes to Knicks games as well. But like comedian, friend, very successful now. Um, Hangs out with Dave Chappelle. Shout out to Ronnie. Living the dream. Um, He was, I just couldn't believe it when I turned on ESPN and he was there sitting right behind Grant Hill. Like those are some good ass seats. Wow. I was, like, I what was is... shocked
2: the other day. I was watching Kong vs. Godzilla and he popped up as a character.
0: Ronnie, stop popping up, mate. This is unbelievable. Yeah. The king. Is he
1: a New Zealand don't I don't know who that is. Uh, he's an
0: Australian-Malaysian comedian who's made it big. He got on the Daily Show and uh, he's got a Netflix deal. He's killing it. Ronnie Congratulations. King, the king. And, so, uh, yeah.
1: I think, going to the crowds for a second, the Brooklyn crowd has got to be the worst-dressed left of all the crowds. Wow. Oh, shocking, dr- shocking dress, but but definitely the drunkest and only These, contender. What? These are amazing wait, wait, observations. fans? The, the Nets.
0: Have you oh. seen the Milwaukee? The Milwaukee fans look horrific. Yeah, but they're,
1: but they're like, they're just like dowdy white people. or Like they're 99% white <laughs> people that look exactly the same. So what's the, the problem with the
0: Brooklyn big... crowd, JT? Too multicultural for you? Yeah.
1: No, I'm saying that they're a cooler, hipper crowd. Yeah, younger, and- more diverse, they should dress better.
0: Oh, you're holding to a higher You're saying crowd just because looks- they're, just cause they're um, diverse means they have to have good fashion sense? That's racist.
1: Metropolitan. What I'm saying is the Milwaukee crowd looks like 18,000 people of the sort of people that would have walked up to Paul and been like, oh, dear, this isn't dairy. Hmm. So the other, but Atlanta would have to be by far the coolest crowd. Okay. And in and, and game entertainment.
0: Oh, shout out to um, getting Chris Tucker, a man who I forgot was alive, a man who hasn't made headlines since um, famously I thought being cancelled for spending a, uh, way too much time on Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. Chris Tucker is back on the mic during the breaks in the fourth quarter, firing up the crowd saying, We believe, straight out of rush hour three. Chris Tucker is pretty- back.
1: Looking pretty weird as well. Like, do you reckon he's a potential clone? No, seriously. He looked quite strange.
0: <laughs> you reckon he's been cloned? Where do you could reckon he a, is?
1: Could be a clone.
0: He's on Jeffrey Epstein's plane flying around the, um, flying around the how, world as we It speak. is weird
1: how you can be like a full-on Epstein guy and still just be like not really having any – people don't really bring it up when you're like, Bill Gates was uh, – do, do you reckon Microsoft scans these podcasts?
0: He was <laughs> – he was, yeah, he definitely do. Um, he was on, Bill Gates was on the plane like once or twice, but it, yeah, it, there needs to be questions. Questions need to be asked there, yeah. But I think Bill Gates is getting heat. I mean, Bill Gates are already the most talked about conspiratorial figure there is in the world, but um, I think people like are definitely questioning, especially now he's divorced, um, people are definitely questioning shit about him, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, can I um throw this bus we'll take out there. I can't remember what we're talking about anymore. Um, I'm gra- I'm glad to see Brooklyn go. Like I I don't want to wish injuries on anything, and I'm sad the way they went. And I love KD, love watching him. I like I like Kyrie even. Um, I uh I I, I don't really like Harden, but um, yeah, it, it it is good to see a team that you know comes together a little bit like that with just like you know like a bunch of superstars just getting together a deep pocket team making making a team like that um yeah, they're kind of the manchester city of um uh of, of the nba i was glad to see them um get bundled out especially when every team in our playoff picker has um it, it has picked them to win and we mm. were already out because paul picked the um heat and me and jt picked the lakers
2: i think i picked the nets to only make it this far I might Nice. Be wrong.
0: so you're back at you're back together if the Heat win the championship, you're you're on a, on a lock. Yeah, they could, Guy, they could come back. <laughs> who
1: did you pick, who did you say to favourite to win from here? Me and Paul said Suns.
0: Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, no, J- JT, you said the first time I asked you said the Nets, even though the Nets had all their players injured, and that was a crazy pick.
1: When did I say that?
0: You said that in the group chat about four days ago. I thought I just thought you group didn't understand the canon. question. The, okay, <laughs> the group chat. Okay, <laughs> okay. So the second time I asked you, which was last night, you said that. Um, Clippers, oh, no, no, yeah. yesterday afternoon. No, before the game. You actually look like a genius there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm still on Paul,
0: Paul, the game before the game, because I was picking the what Jazz game? to beat the Clippers. Before the game, Clippers versus uh, Jazz. Hmm. I was like, who do you pick to win the championship, not to win the game? And he said Clippers. And I was like, man, are the Clippers even going to win this game? Let alone the thing. And then the Clippers turn out that, um, you know, these guys are the greatest players of all time. And uh, yeah, JT's still kind of calling it. You can't pick the – JT, you got You can't sit on the fence, though. So You've got to pick one of those two teams.
1: Uh, I can't go against the Suns. I've never wanted a team to win anything more than I want the Suns to win this.
0: Mm, yeah. Chris Paul's out for game one. Still picking him?
1: I think they might lose game one.
0: Mm. It's a hard pick. Paul's got Suns. You're, so you're, you're, you're banding Clippers. JT's going Suns for the record, just so you can't flip it flippy floppy. Yeah, he's looking, giving me a smile. Yeah, a flag. for the
1: record. A, I'm a, in, I'm all in. Bright future sons.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to pick, I want to say Hawks, just because I didn't even pick them to make it out of the second round. And I'm like, man, if they win this, I'd be like, wow, what an achievement. I can't believe I'm saying this. But now, and I hated on them last podcast, I'm going to pick the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Oh, that's lie.
0: I I just it would be a Disney movie. It would be like the Mighty Ducks where they start at they the beginning and they can't they can't even hold the, the, the sticks the right way and they're, you know
1: in that version if this is a Disney movie, it's like the Mighty Ducks never stops after he's a drunk you know, he's like an alcoholic ex player and he never finds the team. He just continues stumbling into more
0: success. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brooks Lopez is in the changing room and he's using his athletic cup as a um like, a gas mask.
2: I think they could definitely they could definitely win. Like yep. any team the, could win. The,
0: That's the like the Hawks, if they won, you never know. Hmm. Especially the way injuries are going. You know, Chris no, the, Paul I mean, even Hawks if he do, gets back from COVID, he's still got I, a bad back.
2: I a, so I feel like uh I had a good experience the other day where an Australian friend, uh Tom Cashman Cashman, I said that weird, he um he messaged me a screenshot that at first i didn't understand and it was um basically a reminder on his phone um that said from two years ago that said tell paul williams that he is wrong that the atlanta hawks um will be good now and so because i said two years ago that they would be good in two years and he thought he thought they wouldn't and um here they are on the brink of the eastern conference finals
0: i don't think the atlanta hawks are that good i think um Uh, Trey Young is amazing and I love him and I think that... On paper they're pretty stacked I reckon.
1: Quick um, personal attack um, and slash body shaming to do but (laughs) Gello, what the fuck is... He's he, he looks shocking. He looks shocking. In the bad. space of, like, two months. Looks And there's the one haircut, I cannot stand. It's the no-gel lazy mohawk. Mohawk, you know, yeah. you can't just go number, like, two, <laughs> and then number four. Like, that's what a six-year-old does when their parents, they want a mohawk, but their parents are too strict to let them have one.
0: Mate, slap some mid-length socks on there and some shiny red Adidas pro models, and you got yourself, like, he looks like he's playing in 2002, and I love it. Um, he's also got, like, he's got, he's, like, can I get some extra baggy shorts? And he's got some great shorts on there. Um, Gallo, like speaking of like players getting exposed, like, so, I mean, the Sixers are as much of a shambles as the, as the Bucks, obviously, but more, someone's, more so I reckon. More there's so. Got, there's some, there's, so. there's some exposure that's got to happen there. But you say that, you say, that, I was about to pick the Sixers as a
2: potential finals. Like any team so here could win. They should be on paper. The Sixers should be, yeah. I think it's quite a strong favorite, but um, yeah.
1: I'll tell you one thing to Ben Simmons' credit over Giannis, and I hate Ben Simmons. The one thing, though, to his credit is he knows his role, right? He he knows he can't shoot and he doesn't want to shoot free throw. So at least he like, plays defense and can pass and it gets in the dunker spot.
0: No, Giannis, Giannis plays defense and try and passes okay. Like, Wait, he, Giannis, yeah, needs, but I'm saying his
1: passing is awful.
0: Giannis is a lot better than Ben Simmons, just, just for the record, JT.
1: I don't think it's that far. I don't think it's that it's big, far. It, Giannis
0: is a lot better than Ben Simmons. Um okay. Uh but I here's a here's a here's a take from me that I wrote down. Um awards uh, have awards are stupid. Everywhere in the world, they're they're stupid. Like
1: car awards are the rig season and then go to the playoffs.
0: Car car awards are stupid. Um every sort of award is stupid. Um the Oscars are stupid. Like they're a good idea. Don't get me wrong. And don't get me wrong, I wanna win an award. If there's an award I'm nominated for, I will try and win it to the best of my ability. I've rigged awards to I won New Zealand's sexiest man on the box. 2014. I will kill for any award that they help your career in so many ways. They're very good, but they're just a marketing PR ploy. They're a way to promote players, to promote brands, to promote sneakers, to promote the NBA, right? And to promote, yeah, just to get a bit of excitement going. Um, publicity. They've become toxic in the NBA because everyone. Every time Giannis makes a mistake, now they're like, I can't believe this is the two-time MVP. He was he had two good regular seasons where he put up unbelievable stats. Like, that's just – it's a stupid award, but you got to—you can't blame – you can't hold that over Giannis. Same with um, the Defensive Player of the Year at Utah, Gobert. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, these have become chains around their necks. It's crazy.
1: No I think you just you, I just think – well, I think there's two problems. One is – I just think the fundamental problem is that the regular season is so different from the postseason in the NBA. It's mm. stupid to Ooh. either give awards out at the end of the playoffs – or just like stop pretending they're the same thing, just be like okay, regular season awards, give them out at the end of the season, so you don't have the MVP get it as he's about to get
2: swept yeah I kind of think <laughs> I also think one thing that's wrong with the MVP is that it's like it becomes too much about just like who's putting up crazy stats, yeah when obviously a team where they have one person kind of doing everything. Like that's not a a recipe for success in the playoffs. So it's Mm -hmm. no, it's no shock that then the MVP is getting, you know, losing in the first or second round, like looking at the last five MVPs, like no one's made it to the, the finals. Um, the last two, uh, the last two both lost in the second round. Um, Jokic lost zero for Giannis lost one, four. Um, when Westbrook won, he lost one, four in the first round. It's like, it's like, I think it should be either like, I almost reckon change the name of finals MVP to like, um, best player of the final series or something. And then make MVP. MVP to me should be like the best player on the best team. And cause.
0: So, so who's the best team
2: though?
0: Well, that's the, the thing. Utah but, Jazz. But I, I don't Jonathan think Mitchell. guys,
2: guys on teams like middling, who are just putting up crazy numbers. To me, it's just like,
0: but so here's my take. Cause I've, I've hated MVP and every year we've done this podcast, I've railed against how the name's wrong and it should be like, yeah, best season performance. Cause I mean the MVP probably of this year, maybe is like, I don't know, Chris Paul, you know, like I don't, who, I, I genuinely think that this year, Chris Paul, if you're looking at most me. valuable player, like who's improved their team, I don't know. Anyway, I guess, I guess you, it'd be a huge advantage. Someone to The point is, the mvp we all know what it is it's for like outstanding achievement in the regular season but my take now is we just don't take it that seriously like it's just a nice trophy it's a nice it's like getting a gold star on your report but it's not saying who the number one player in the NBA is, if you're going to draft tomorrow,
1: is that's what it should be. It, it, exactly, that's exactly what it should be. It should be like if you were going to start a team from scratch. Yeah. it's a fantasy draft. Yeah, who that, is the very I mean, first player you're drafting? Kevin Durant. The one,
2: the one issue with that though is then um, young guys get a huge advantage, right? Because you wouldn't be like, oh,
1: now for one, the, you'd have to say just to win a championship, right? One right. Year. So, and so we do this season.
0: So if that was the rule, then I, I think the way it is is good. If that was the rule, then LeBron James would have. Fourteen MVP, and he sh- So he should. And now Kevin Durant would have won the last two or three. I, I mean, but then how do you count injuries? You go. You
1: count. It, you count injuries. So you have to. You have to <laughs> eliminate. No, you take any guy that was injured for X amount of time out of the pool.
0: Okay, so would and Kevin Durant like, and LeBron James be in it this year or out of it this year?
1: Uh, they they both... would be both out of it.
0: Wow. So who would be your MVP for the season then? Because you said KD was the obvious uh, choice, but now he's out of it.
1: I think Embiid would have to be close to number one but oh he was probably but, out too much now he yeah, was out too much
0: yeah i mean i mean just with load management now that kind of rule but it's just well, a bit fiesta well, who's who's oh, i like it oh, i like the way it is now they should call it they should change the work to make it because you gotta call it mvp because it's got to sound exciting but it should be called the gold gold star award for a great season that we want to recognize and this is what's interesting to me about this and this is what i was trying to get it to it in a long-winded way oh sorry we say paul I, but that's well, what it just, is paul each huh? year you want to recognize someone who had an amazing season. Like Russell yeah, yeah, Westbrook, but, but I just he think, averaged a triple-double. Yeah, but like,
2: like, cool. Uh, basketball's about winning games. Okay, well, who was the MVP this year for you game. then? Who was the MVP? Yeah, I, I reckon maybe like a Chris, I mean, I, I need to look at games played. and. and but but if you were doing a draft,
0: you wouldn't draft Chris Paul first,
2: you know? No, no, but that's what I'm not saying. I don't really agree with that. I just think it should be the best player on the best team. Okay. So and last year, I think maybe Anthony Davis. And who was this the year? year before that? I was kind of fine with Giannis. Um,
0: who, who this year is the MVP?
2: Yeah, I'm saying Chris Paul.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm saying that.
2: It, but I'm saying it's hard this year because there wasn't really a clear best team. But. Um,
0: well, statistically, but I guess like, like, I guess Utah they kind jazz, of so.
2: like the jazz. Um, the, the Nuggets were kind of up there, right, in terms of standing. Oh, I, I think stuff,
0: the but... award overall is working pretty well. I mean, there's a bit too much share it round for fun, okay, but like, I've got, Jokic I've had Jokic it. had an amazing year, and shit. If the injuries hadn't fallen the way they were, he 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 could be still in the playoffs right now. But their mm-hmm. second best player got injured. Sorry, you go, so, JT.
1: I've sold it. Solved it. Oh wow! Okay. Thank you. At the end of the se- so you do the season vote as normal, right? But it's then it's, it's not announced till the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh. And if the MVP hasn't made the East, the Conference Finals, sorry, East or West, it just there goes are. to the it just keeps dropping down yeah. <laughs> yeah. until yeah. someone in that
2: finals yes. gets it. Yeah, I okay. like it. So what you're like saying it. is
0: Giannis is going to win it.
2: I did kind of forget that Jokic, um, that Jamal oh. Murray got injured, and that probably I think did hurt them.
0: It would be Embiid
1: in this scenario, probably. If oh, well, yeah. if he beats the Hawks.
2: Yeah. How how much has Kawhi played? Because Kawhi, has been pretty good, right? But Kawhi, Kawhi's like the old three games.
1: But he like feeds into my ultimate problem, right? Like. He just only bothers now. He's like the LeBron, but even to the extreme, where he just doesn't show how good he is until he ha- absolutely has to. Yeah, and then he's just ridiculously good and is the best player in the world for like five
0: games. Mm. So <laughs> maybe there needs to be t- there needs to be two awards. But like the NBA has a long history of making the award the way it has. I've made my peace with it. You've just got to go. It's a award for recognition for an amazing regular season of that year. And this year, like Jokic, definitely deserved it. I think. And it's like, it's not his fault that his team got injured and stuff like that. But I will say that based on this year's results, this MVP is going to be a golden noose around his neck next year when his team makes it to the, you know, the second or third round of the playoffs. And he's getting exposed by a small ball team because he's a big who can't play defense at all and can't protect the rim. And he's an amazing offense player and he's going to try and score 140 points a game. But like eventually that, is going to fall over because his team misses threes or something, and you know, people be saying the same thing about Jokic next year. You know,
1: you guys seen him and doing that in that horse now he's back home in Serbia. <laughs> yeah, I
0: thought, I it, was, love I thought it was a Photoshop. I think that's so old. I think that's old. Footage. A moving Photoshop. I, I don't think he lost. I don't think. <laughs> he, I don't think he. I don't think he. Um, he lost. He won the MVP award, then got swept, then went and um, whacked um that guy in the face. That was a horrible way for the MVP to go out. Just take take oh, a. I,
2: I thought it was actually kind of like, yeah, there was wind up, but he did get the ball and his arm like brushed the guy's face. But then um, there was, was a foul like the next day with uh, maybe Embiid mm. where he, um, he slapped a guy in the face and didn't get ejected. And I was like.
0: It was pretty funny though. As the MVP, like it's a clear frustration foul. You're calling for a foul. So you just run over to where the ball is, wind up comically far back and just swipe at the ball and whatever so happens. so much ball. Happens. He knocked a
2: guy out.
0: The guy yeah, was rolled out the on the floor.
2: Like, yeah, but of course he's going to do that. Paul, I thought you can't thought sympathize with, with him. It. it
0: was insane. And if it was it a was black guy who did that by. foul, I reckon Peel would be like saying, "Get him out of the NBA." Like it was crazy. And yeah. what a, one of the most comical? JC, did you see it? Can you weigh in here? It was one of the most comical ways I've ever seen an MVP leave the NBA. Like I, I compare it to Dirk getting swept in the first round. He made it to the second round by beating the the hopeless um, Blazers and then getting swept and trying to smack the ball out of a guy's hand in a comical way. I thought it was crazy.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad, to be honest. It and even Jokic's explanation was I was, like, just trying to do something to stop the momentum. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not really... I thought
2: he and got it's... a lot of ball. Yeah. I had a basketball injury recently where... um So, so I hadn't played in a while. But uh, basically... It used to always be defense calls fouls, but in this game, it wasn't. It was like you only got fouls if you really were like stop the game. I got fouled. And um, and so I got a little frustrated because there was a few plays where we just kind of got pushed over and, and there was nothing. Like It was a rough game. And then there was a fast break layup and, uh, and there was a guy behind him. And anyway, I went full steam back leapt across in front and just absolutely swatted the ball as clean, maybe as I ever blocked. But then um, the guy behind kind of pushed the guy with the ball um, in the back. He flew through, knocked me. I feel like I'm then, there. Who was, yep. who was airborne still. Yeah. And I flew into the wall and I, I smashed my face, started bleeding. Oh my and God. My, my finger's and any- still real And purple. did anyone yell,
1: Stop. It's a foul.
2: Uh yes. No, it got it got called a foul on me, and i I was upset because. Um,
1: but you're the one who went into the wall.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, like, you go to the wall? Don't everyone go, don't kind go there. of went. Every, all three of us kind of went into the wall, but I was the. <laughs> I got the brunt of it. You were you were but, the main um, wall goer. But I thought it was the. If there was a foul, it was the teammate behind who. Um, who fouled you? No, who fouled the? Who fouled the shooter? Who then? Crashed foul into you. me, who then went into the wall. But anyway, <laughs> did you I don't foul me? I, I mean, the wall fouled me, if anything. I was bleeding from the face.
0: My theory on pickup basketball is you have to go offense, cause fouls. And it's, it's nasty, but it means that you don't get a...
2: Definitely. You
0: don't get an aggressive... Oh, when it's dude. defense calls fouls, nah, defense it, calls so few fouls.
1: And it doesn't work if you've got a mixed skill base or knowledge base. So, like, I constantly foul on defense, but I'm not, I don't know I have. <laughs> right. I, I genuinely, like, think I'm doing things right. And so I'm relying on that guy who's, like. You know, I'm relying on offense to tell me.
0: But just, yeah, it just becomes... If you, if you go defense calls fouls, it quickly becomes no blood, no foul. And, <laughs> and while and that is me. funny... Uh, it, it it just it, it ends in like punches normally. What is, really in annoys me
2: lim- it, is um, teams just start fouling, like especially if it's a close game, and you say you need one basket to win, and the other team will just keep intentionally fouling until because you don't get free throws when we play. So, like, you've got a layup and the guy just fouls the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah. And then you restart again. And they just keep doing that until eventually they're going to get a turnover. Yeah, yeah. Or, um... And that's yeah.
1: my frustration because I do not have the strength. No, everyone knows when I'm going to drive, I do not have the strength to get a layup off, and I don't have a chance in hell. The, the minor amount of physical contact derails me. <laughs> so with no fouls, there's no real... I would just... All you have to do is lightly brush me, and I'm off course.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's why you have to um, admire these NBA athletes, because some of them just get mugged. Sort of Brooke Lopez a few times, oh, just get yeah, JT, absolutely d- smacked.
2: D- despite your hate of Giannis, you've got, you got to admit, he's pretty good at um, fouling through getting intentionally fouled. Like, you know, there was a few plays where guys would just intentionally grab his arm and he would just, like, let go of that arm and just finish with the other arm or...
1: So I should say a massive caveat to my criticism of Giannis is I realise that there's a level of fatigue that you can't understand until you're playing. And that's why sometimes he's just, like, jacking threes. Like, the fact that he played today and just drove... He must have had, like, 18 drives today. You must Hmm. be... And and the amount of contact he gets, so... Uh
2: and also in his defense, surely forty points on sixty something percent—that's like historic. Surely. Sixty mm. something percent. Forty points.
1: But that season, that that playoff season where Shaq averaged like thirty-five. Mate, he's doing—he's
0: out there yeah, doing but... Terrence man numbers. <laughs> he's playing like a grown man with two ends. Guys, we've done a great, I mean, I hate to think of anyone who's listened to our last podcast and then this podcast, where me and Paul at least have done a a huge 180, 360, uh, misty off the old Milwaukee Bucks. I'm now picking them, did I pick them to win? I'm going to regret, I picked them to win, eh?
2: I'd like to say last last episode, I picked them to come, I said they they were going to come back, they were down 2-0. But Not I mean, take, but. I mean, I mean, I mean, you got that take because the I mean
0: they had no chance, but the Nets got injured pretty much, right? But yeah.
2: uh, I disagree. I don't rate Kyrie. I okay. think if anything, it's better to give those shots to KD.
0: Bad hat, awful hat he was wearing today.
1: He's usually pretty stylish, and I like I like his style, but it was bad hat.
2: I, I just hated when they cut to him um, after oh, KD just, just did a rip through foul that one, and too then much. they cut to to Kyrie. Um, with you guys can't see what I'm doing, Do the listeners. But he was doing both fingers against the temples, like ooh, high IQ play, and it's like, oh, calm down.
0: Oh, one one last thing in a week that's already been disastrous for the Jazz as they lost four games in a row. The last thing they need on their plate for the Jazz fans—they've had a racism scandal. They've had a game where the ESPN focused on Carl Malone, their famous rapist, and then they reveal that John Stockton is in the uh, the tr- trailer. For an anti-vax documentary that looks like it was made by twelve-year-olds on Windows Movie Maker, oh, no. how excited are you guys to hear John Stockton's views? And he's been doing a lot of research, as he says in the trailer. Oh, I'm, man. I'm pumped. Amen. I'm oh, hey,
1: I'm one other one other weird thing about the jet, just real briefly. So Sorry, Dwayne, Paul, just to... Paul,
0: can I you Paul's reaction? You said you're sad.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm well. I'm no. I said I'm scared. I'm scared. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, does it look like he's willingly in the... in the? No, yeah.
0: it, it's him. He's, like, leading it. He's, like, the host.
2: Oh, no. He's,
0: like, set up his own webcam and everything. He's coming through at ultra-low definition, baby. Sorry, JT, I interrupted you. What did you have to say? No, that...
1: Well, I'm glad you interrupted me. I was just going <laughs> to say, so Dwayne Wade is a minority owner, And he was there for that one game where it was like heaps of footage of him talking to um, Mitchell. And then two days later, they had another game. And I was like, oh, I can't see Wade in the crowd. (laughs) He wasn't there. So you're telling me you're a part owner of this team, but Utah is such a shit place. You're not even (laughs) even willing to stay one night.
0: (laughs) Private jet out of there with Chris Tucker on Epstein's plane, eh? Um, He probably got racially abused and had to leave the stadium. Um, Yeah, Utah, they're cursed. Um, but I think they just—they des- deserve their curse a little bit because that—that's—it that's- that- just goes from bad to worse for them. R.I.P. Uh, um, yeah, um, that's probably the end of the podcast. We got there. I loved right. it. I had a good time. Nice. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. My name is—I've uh, been Guy Williams. Uh,
2: I don't—I don't do that.
1: I'm—I'm I'm announcing. I'm—I'm I'm streaming live on Twitch now. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, and I'm going to do, I do like, I watch what movies game? and you can watch along with me. No, I do more like movies. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to do uh, Planemic tonight and then I'm doing <laughs> the John Stockton um, documentary <laughs> tomorrow night. Wow. I would
0: actually, I'd actually be up for that. We should um, we should watch the John Stop- Stockton <laughs> documentary when it comes out. Although I've, I've noticed with it, a lot of these conspiracy theory things, they often cut the trailer and then never actually make the film. So I was like, I really hope they back this up with a bit of some f- feature length stuff, you know? I also hope yeah. they get a video camera to film Stockton. I hope they're not doing it all from his webcam, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you all. We love you and goodbye. <laughs>